Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. I want to welcome you back for part two of our coughs and respiration program. We had left off talking about flu nosodes, um, baslinum and influenzinum, two wonderful remedies. I, I, I just want to say that these two remedies are our flu duo. For those who don't know it, I don't like to talk about it a lot. I don't even like to put it in print. I just say mini flu duo. But these are the remedies that given intercurrently, uh, one one week, one the next week, for anywhere from one to two months, will immunize the body for the upcoming flu season. And when we, we did that, we just didn't get the flu anymore, you know, because my family, were very coughs and cold family. Um, I've talked about the fact that my grandfather died of tuberculosis, so we have that hereditary disposition. But when we started taking the Vaslinum and Influenzinum, we stopped getting the flu. And I'm, I'm not kidding. My family used to get the pneumonia and bronchitis. There was, I had one son had bronchitis five, and pneumonia five times within a year. And when he first started getting vaccinated, it was horrible. Um, I have a daughter that was in and out of the hospital and at home constantly with the flu. Um, and not the flu, but pneumonia and bronchitis. Actually, I had several kids that had, you know, just regular bouts of bronchitis or pneumonia. So it does work when you take these two remedies alternating to immunize your body against the flu for the upcoming year. I like to start in September and go all the way through to November. And then after that, we're good. If the flu comes into the area, then you can boost the immune system again with one or two doses of each. And it doesn't have to be a whole week apart, but you can do that again for a week or two. It's just, it's amazing how it really does wake up the system and say, hey, get rid of this disposition. And influenzinum can be used like when someone's had the influenza and they just are having a hard time recovering. You know, very often we'll say gelsemium, give a dose of gelsemium to help recover, but also influenzinum. And a 200C is amazing to help the body recover from the influenza. So... Like I said, it's also good for the dry, painful cough. So with that, we're going to move on to the Hepersulf. Here's our next remedy that we want to talk about for cough and respiration ailments. The fun and interesting thing about Hepersulf is, it's yes, it's a whooping cough remedy, but this is also one of our infection remedies. So what are these? what's the other infection remedy? It's Mercurius, and that we're going to get to that because that's also a cough and whooping cough type remedy, but they're both our infection remedies. Hepersulf for dry skin, Mercurius for moist skin. This is a very chilly patient. The Hepersulf patient is always chilly, okay, and, and they, they want to bundle up, curl up, bundle up, and they can have a fever. They can have, like I say, the dry cough, dyspnea, so, you know, that shortness of breath. They can have tickling in the throat. It's, it's a barking cough as if you would suffocate, may end in vomiting. Afterwards, they have a feeling of hard body in their, the pit of their stomach, and they may even spit up blood. It's a very 
ill picture, isn't it? Think of Heversolve anytime there is that fever, the dry skin, and they, they curl up with a warm blanket and they just simply can't seem to get warm enough. Think of Heversolve. Or if you even suspect that they be, could have an infection. And I say an infection because if the sputum or the, when they blow their nose or they cough up anything that's yellowish turning green, think of Heprosolf or Mercurius because you need, that means there's an infection. There's something, the body's fighting something. So I don't hesitate to give either one of these remedies, you know, whatever symptom picture we have. I, I give one of the infection remedies because you don't want that going secondary so that they end up with a really bad infection. The next remedy on my list for coughing is Hydrastis canadensis, and this is golden seal. This, this is one of my favorite tinctures um, as far as like boosting the immune system. It's, it's the great um, disinfectant, you know, so we use this when there's anything in the body that we don't want there, like, you know, clean up, just clean up the system. It's just really, really good to help the body overcome any icky stuff. Um, but with this, when the cough is present, it's a, it can be a chronic cough. It can, have, it can be a cough caused from the fever with symptoms in the evening and at night. Um, it's a great children's remedy. There can be a lot of thick yellow mucus. Because the hydrasis canadensis, golden seal, the discharge is always yellow. A real loose cough. So think of hydrastis. And then there's one in here that, you know, I, I, again, it's kind of like the conium and <laughs> some of the other really deep acting remedies. I put them here because they have a place in the history of respiratory ailments. And it's, it's just something I think it's, it, I wanted it in here, okay? <laughs> but it's hydrocyanicum. So it's like cyanic acid is what it is. It's called hydrocyanicum acidum. And this is, like I say, a very deep-acting whooping cough remedy. Um, this it has, can have spasms and convulsions along with this, the cough, the dry tickling cough. It can be someone who has a severe form of tuberculosis, violent paroxysms of coughing. The cough can be excited by a pricking sensation in the larynx, and there's a lot of rattling mucus. So when you have a very deep symptom picture like that, do think of this remedy. And like I said, it's in the later stages of of cough and respiration problems, but you know what? You need to know what's there because when it's that deep and that chronic, nothing else might touch it. Um, there could even be f like frothing at the mouth, you know, like um, because there's so much effort towards that cough. Hyascomus is a dry night cough, and it's so it's constant when the child is lying down. As soon as he goes to bed, he gets that cough, 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 cough. It can also occur during the day but it's noted as being the loudest cough that there is. So if your child is being like overly dramatic and that's what you're thinking, oh, for crying out loud, don't be so dramatic. And they're going, eh, eh, and they're just coughing all over the place really, really loud. Think of this remedy. And this remedy, like I said, it's, um, it's a very dramatic remedy anyway. A lot of fear with this remedy. And so this might just very well be your number one children's remedy for just about everything. Because like I said, children, they're moved by fear. And everything about their world is, you know, they have, until they get used to all these things, this is a wonderful remedy. I, I, I just, we don't use it enough because we always think of the, the child that needs hyoscomus as, you know, they've, they've either, they've had some sort of shock or fear sensation, or you, you think this is like the most fearful remedy in the material medica, right? But you know what? That's what kids are. Everything scares them. Everything that's new, and they wonder about it. And so... It's a really good remedy when something has happened in your child's life and he develops a cough. Ignatia is also 
a very important remedy to think of when it comes to a cough. It's a nervous cough, a dry, hacking, spasmodic cough, and very quick successive shocks. And they can even, you can even, they can even lose their breath. There again, doesn't that kind of remind you of hysteria? <laughs> you know, and then they can start in, in, the, in the coughing. But it's an emotional remedy. So if the, you feel the cough is a nervous cough and it's been brought on by some sort of emotional trauma, do think of Ignatia. Iodum. Iodum is iodine. Um, pains in the larynx with a desire to cough. They just have to cough. Cough, cough, cough. It's just in, it, that pain is there. They don't want to, but they have to. Um, hoarseness, a very croupy cough, a cough from tickling in the throat. And then they just, they induced by effort to expand the chest and increased by movement. So every time they move or try to breathe deep, they're going to start coughing. Ipecac, this is a, oh, Ipecac, you know, this is the um, nausea not made better by vomiting type remedy. And oddly enough, this is a spasmodic cough with a lot of catarrh. And it's, they will end up retching and vomiting. So think of that in, even in the whooping cough scenario when they can't stop coughing and ends up retching, you know, running into the bathroom or even just <laughs> into a handkerchief type of situation. Calicarb, this is a remedy that we have. We don't talk enough about this remedy. It's potassium carbonate. It's a spasmodic cough coming on between 2 and 3 in the morning, pain in the chest, um, and Think of this remedy when the upper eyelids are swollen. You know, that's, that's, a, you, that's a unique look. And so once you see it, you will think of it. And this is also a really good coughing, uh, whooping cough remedy, say when that puffiness of the upper li- eyelids is present. All of the Callies can have that, that puffy upper eyelid. You know, we always have, we have a lot of remedies um, for the, like the puffy under the eyes, you know, like the, like the kidney area. Underneath the eyes, people get bags under their eyes when they're overtired or they've, they have a sodium imbalance or whatever. But anyway, the callies, especially cali carb, will have the puffy upper eyelid. Lachesis or lachesis is a really good cough remedy as well. It's a dry cough, but with a sensation as if something were in the throat that needs to be raised or comes up a little bit and then goes back down again. The cough can be provoked by tickling in, this, in the throat area. But whenever there's a sore throat, I like to think of lachesis. Um, like I say, the dry cough, the sore throat, the sore throat, that, the pain in the throat that shoots up into the ear, the left ear, the chronic tonsillitis type situation. Think of this remedy. Laras, okay, I can never pronounce this one, but it's laurel, okay? Like we think of um, <laughs> English laurel, okay? Uh, that's what this is, Laurasurus officinalis. This is a really good remedy when it's wheezing and whistling and shortness of breath, a rasping, hoarse voice. This remedy is, you can't hardly replace it. This is the type of person that can hardly walk across the room because they have, for for shortness of breath. This remedy is amazing for that. Lobelia, like you said, I like this in tincture form. I remember reading a story and I can't remember where that was, but um, it was about all of Europe would use lobelia in really low, low X potencies. And now it's really hard to get low X potencies. They, they've already gotten rid of those quite a few years ago, the FDA did. And when I, when I first started purchasing remedies, you could get one X at just about any pharmacy. And now you're hard pressed to get a 6X in anything. So 
You know, they say that the low potencies when they're acting medicinally, like a tincture, you want them to act like you, you know, like you give a tincture, you know what you expect from that tincture. A low X potency from a homeopathic remedy will very often work even more quickly than a tincture because it's just the mind reads it so quickly. And yet it's low enough that it does that medicinal work. So that's why I like to use low potencies when I'm dealing with coughs and colds and coughs and respiratory issues. Always really low. Um, I know some of the old books will say a 1x or tincture or 3x, but rarely do they ever go higher than a 6c in the old books. I know we look at potencies a little differently now than they did a couple, 100 or so years ago, but I still find that a 12x works fantastic for most illnesses. Lycopodium is our next remedy, and it's here because it's a deep, hollow tickling cough and it's really good for like a cough in like puny boys that have like lost they have little flesh on their bodies you can think of small girls too but especially boys it's a very good remedy for them magfos magfos is magnesium phosphoricum this remedy is for spasmodic attacks of coughing and it's a cell salt it can act very much like drosera or corella corellium rubum, but it's like I said, it's a cell, cell salt. And so you can reach for that if you don't have either of the other two right off or you want to complement because it's a cell salt, you can use it intercurrently as well. And it also tends to have a blue face when they're coughing really hard. They're losing oxygen as well. So it's a really good remedy for that. Manganum. I love this remedy. Uh, it's so rarely used, but when it's needed, it is amazing. And the funny thing about manganum is cough is better lying down at night and at night. Every time someone gets a cough or, or a cold, it turns into bronchitis. So this is a really popular remedy when that seems to be the issue. The mucus is loose, is difficult to loosen, and after a long period of hawking. Um, the interesting thing about this remedy is it's and it's also really good for asthmatic persons who cannot lie on a feather pillow. And uh, in the Materia Medica, it's very specific that those who cannot lie on a feather pillow are in need of this remedy. And this remedy is very closely allied to iodine. Um, I was in need of this remedy not too long ago with um, a young lady who had, had developed a rash. And uh, oddly enough, she has a cough too, but um, the rash was... we decided that it was related to iodine deficiency. Amazing. She took this remedy, started taking iodine, and the cough and the rash and everything went away. So it, it is a very, very interesting remedy. And anyway, in the Materia Medica, it says that those who had like iodine symptoms found that when they took the manganum, the iodine symptoms went away. When they worked in the mines, iodine mines, then, or the man manganum mines, then, like I say, their iodine symptoms went away. Mephitis. This is one of the top children's remedy for whooping cough. It's a very spasmodic cough. It's violent and suffocative. The children are nervous and the cough is worse at night. When coughing, their face will turn blue because they cough in so hard, just cough, 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 cough. And with this remedy, the symptoms are always better for cold water and they want to bathe in cold water. They just want to be cooled off. And this cough is so violent that it almost always ends in vomiting. It's a very, very violent, suffocative cough. 
Mercurius, Mercosol. Okay, we talked about Hepersol, remember, as being an infection remedy. It is. It's an infection remedy when the skin was dry. And now we have Mercosol, and this is an infection remedy when the skin is moist. It's also fantastic cough remedy. It's a cough with a sensation as if the head and chest would burst. The skin is always moist. For inflammatory cough, burning soreness in the fossas, in the back of the, the root of the nose, the back of the throat, down the sternum, pains in the chest, often coughing in two short bursts at a time. <coughs> and then they're done. They take a pause and they cough again two times at it, two times in a row. Very interesting. But Merxol again, infection. Nat myrrh, nat sodium chloride, one of the top remedies that we all need to know about. This cough causes a headache. Okay, it's just that simple. They cough, their lungs feel wrong, they're sore from continual coughing, a spasmodic cough, they can have a blue face, they can have pneumonia with much rattling, clear mucus, um, serious or frothy. Um, it, they don't have a lot of um, expectoration that isn't coughed up with difficulty. But again, think of this as an intercurrent remedy when the cough causes a headache because there's something going on that they just need a little extra help. Nat self. They have to hold their chest, their hand, their chest with both hands when they're coughing. Just that simple. <laughs> it just, and again, that's a cell salt, so just don't hesitate to give it intercurrently. Nux vomica, the cough, will bring on a bursting headache. So you might get this a little bit confused with the nap myrrh. The cough, burning, dryness in the throat, expectoration of mucus is clear. Again, this is very, we always think of the too much or the excess remedy when we're thinking of Nux vomica. But oddly enough, it's a huge respiratory re remedy as well. Everything from asthma with spasmodic constriction to, you know, s coughing up bright red, bright red blood, pneumonia. It's, it's a really amazing remedy. They have a shallow and oppressed breathing awakened at night by an intolerable sense of suffocation. Osmium is another really interesting remedy. And again, it's here because it's very specific to a very noisy, dry, hard cough in violent short bursts coming from low, way down in the body. And I just had a, a friend of mine who has had a cough for so long. It's just crazy how long she's had this cough. And she keeps saying, Sue, it just comes from really, really low. This might really be a very good remedy for her because her, that's her only symptom. It's so funny. But osmium is a very deep, deep acting remedy as well. Phosphorus, we always think of phosphorus whenever there's a cough because I like to give a dose of 30C to keep things from turning into pneumonia. And very often phosphorus will just bring that cough right back up and out of the chest and might head, turn it back into the head again or might, you might end up with a little bit of a head cold, but that's way better than having it in the chest because then your body can deal with it more easily. But phosphorus itself is a dry cough with scanty, possibly scanty, rusty sputa. In other words, a little bit of blood streaks in there. It can be tickling in the trachea, really low down in the throat, uh, feel a sensation of rawness and soreness. When breathing deeply, it can aggravate and cause the, the barking sound and the distressing weight across the chest. But if, when phosphorus is needed, they'll, people will start to complain about the chest. I just feel like it's moving down. I can feel it moving into my chest. Give a dose of phosphorus. It's, um, they, you know, it's, it's not a real specific cough necessarily, but I like to say I like to give it before things get real serious. And they will say, I just feel like it's moving into my chest. That's phosphorus time, okay? Pulsatilla. I love pulsatilla. The more I know about it, 
the more I love it. I always say that I have a bunch of pulsatilla children because they were, I have, I had sweet kids. Oh my gosh, such sweet kids. And the pulsatilla person is so sweet. But the pulsatilla cough is a dry hacking cough from tickling. Okay. Dryness in the, the larynx and trachea. Um, it's loose by day and dry at night. And so this is really a really good children's remedy because isn't that kind of what a lot of our children do? Of course, mine did because that was what mine, like I say, it's really good for my kids. I didn't have pulsatilla when my kids were real small um, because I didn't know about homeopathy. I didn't know it well enough to understand that. But pulsatilla is just a remedy that you should always have on hand if there's children in your in your life at all. Um, and it's the, f- and just like the mercurius, it'll have two coughs and short bursts at a time. Like, <coughs> You know, and so it's funny because when you hear that, think of pulsatella as well. Roostox, Roostox is a really good colds and flu remedy, period. Um, it's the bronchial cough in old people. They can have small plugs of mucus coughed up. It can be a dry teasing cough. All symptoms are better for motion. So they feel terrible sitting around, lying around, getting up in the morning. But after they're up moving around, everything seems to be better. It's... Um, just a really good remedy to have on hand, like for pneumonia with um, other symptoms. So Roostox is just a really good remedy to have on hand for any kind of colds and flu. Rumix crispus is a really interesting remedy because it's got that really short, dry, and proximal cough, or it's very constant. It's much like it's much like the like a coccyx cacti type cough, <coughs> real cough, short, dry. It's like Tickling, because of tickling. And that's what causes this type of cough. And the person who has a rheumix cough is always going to cover their neck because they're so hypersensitive to cold air. And there's very little mucus with the, co- with the rheumix cough, but it's very exhausting. They might have discharge from their nose and, and from their throat, but not from the lungs. Sambucus. Again, this is elderberry. This is we talked about having the sambucus tincture on hand for nutritional value, of course, of the elderberry, but also for um, a good way to give the glycerin that John H. Clark recommended for healing, helping to heal situations where there's a, a deep cough. The sambucus cough is a barking, suffocative cough, especially in children. It tends to wake them in the middle of the night, and it's very spasmodic. The Sambucus cough is much like the, the Hepper cough, except where Hepper, hepper self is chilly, the Sambucus patient is sweaty, and they're very warm. They, it's difficult to breathe out. Every time they breathe out, they want to start coughing. When a child is nursing, this is a really good remedy for like infants, when they can't nurse because they're all stuffed up, this is the remedy to think of. They can have a whistling, breathing as well. And it's a great whooping cough remedy. The barking, suffocative cough of children. And when I say barking, it's really like barking. You know, <coughs> <coughs> I'm not good at coughing, am I? <laughs> but it's fun because I was told to do that. <laughs> Squilla. Squilla is sea onion. And so it's very much like our Ilium sepa. But this cough has also an ex- excessive secretion um, and sneezing and coughing. The child tends to rub his face and his fist during the cough. It's a violent, exhaustive cough with a lot of mucus, um, an involuntary spurting of urine and sneezing. Just so it's, (laughs) this person's wet and messy. (laughs) 
<laughs> but like I said, it's it's just a really good remedy to have when you know because you just never know when these types of issues are going to hit, right? <laughs> but the cough is provoked by taking a deep breath or from cold drinks and exertion. Okay, senga. Sanga officinalis is an irritative, shaking cough of old people. The bronchial catarrh with sore chest walls, much mucus. The cough often ends with a sneeze. And they have a difficult time raising a very tough mucus when they're coughing. So it's just, <laughs> it's again, it's a deeper-seated issue. Silica, again, a wonderful intercurrent remedy. But the cough of a silica person is a dry cough. And they can even cough hard enough that they will end up with a vomit. It's shaking. It's just the coughing and it's tickling and the soreness in the trachea. And they can raise a thick, yellow, lumpy expectoration, shortness of breath, emphysema. It's also like the stone cutters disease. Um, people who have been exposed, what, what do we used to call farmer's lung and they inhaled a lot of bad stuff when they up in the silos or hay mow and things like that. Stone cutters lung, they inhale the fine stone dust and this is stuff that your body can't get out. Silica will help the body to purge that those the stuff that isn't supposed to be there. So whenever anyone's having a hard time getting something out of the body that's not supposed to be there, always give silica, even in just intercurrently. Spongia. Spongia is the croup, the main croup remedy that I always have tell parents to give. It's a it's they have dry mucous membranes. Um, it's worse than the wind. This is a terrible barking cough, dry. Just, and this one doctor that I was listening to, he describes spongia as the sign. It's, it sounds, <laughs> the sound is much like sign through a dry board. Like, <gasps> isn't that funny? <laughs> and that's the way he describes it. But it's true because it's so dry and when they, they cough, it's, that's what they call the croup. It's just real. <gasps> they can't, because what happens is, I remember when my daughter was in the hospital with pneumonia and the child in the next bed had the croup. And I'm like, why would anybody go to the hospital with a croup? And they explained, the doctor held up a pencil. And he said, the child's trachea is about the size of this pencil. And he says, and whenever there's, when, when they have the croup, which is actually a virus, then the trachea walls become inflamed and it can literally close off that trachea and that's why they get that sound <gasps> every time air comes in or goes out it gives them that that croupy sound so spongia is the number one remedy for that situation and in our um, in homeopathy for mommy's book we have a croup recipe it's from von bohenhausen um, this croup recipe is aconite, spongia, and hepersulf taken in succession, you know, intercurrently, one after the other. Uh, and together, those three, even when I've had moms tell me later that they found that recipe in my book, and they're like, you know, I, I had tried all three of those remedies at different times, and I wasn't having any luck with any of them. But once I gave them in succession like that, it kicked it. So don't ask me. I actually did use this, I think, when my youngest two children were real small. We had a croup in the house and it did kick it. And I just thought, oh, I wonder if that was what it was or if they just got over it. I didn't know. But it is very interesting how the spongia, it's very scary. It is very scary. And, you know, it can, like I said, it can actually close off that windpipe. Okay. So we're going to move on. Oh, and that is really, uh, so it's a whooping cough 
remedy as well. Sulfur. Sulfur, uh, again, is huge constitutional remedy. Anytime anything is worse at 11 a.m., I always think of, of um, sulfur. I say 11 a.m., 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning. That's when their complaints are. I'm like, oh, you need to take a dose of sulfur, and then let's go from there. <laughs> A lot of times that'll just take care of the problems. (laughs) Anyway, no, it's a cough with um, from rawness in the larynx. It's worse at night in bed before falling asleep. It's a violent spasmodic cough with copious expectoration of mucus. It says cough causing a shattering sensation in the chest and abdomen, a sensation of a lump in the chest. Cough causes a headache in the occiput. That's the back of the head. Difficult respiration. Wants the window open. (laughs) That's huge. Wants the window open. Okay. Verbascum. Verbascum is a cough, a dry cough at night. They can have asthma, catarrh with hoarseness and a stuffed up chest. Deep, hollow cough that, with a sound like a trumpet. I can't even begin to imitate that one. <laughs> Better deep breathing. They can have a sore pharynx. That's the back of the throat, the root of the nose. Um, a cough, especially during sleep. And our last remedy is another whooping cough remedy, and that's viola odoratum. That's like a little pansy. Uh, It's a dry, short, spasmodic cough with shortness of breath and lymphatic nervous constitutions. Um, Cough is worse by day and dyspnea during pregnancy. And the funny thing is, is about this remedy is I, you know, I say lymphatic nervous constitutions. Um, A lot of people will ask me, in fact, this came up in our class the other night about constitutional remedies. And I had quite a a long explanation for that. But the point is, it just reminds me that we have this online class that we started a bit ago. I don't know how we're going to run it in the future. I know we're going to have another beginner's class in the very near future because we have enough people signed up that want to do a, like a quick start beginner's class. And so we're going to be doing that shortly. But this that's kind of how our last class started. And what we're doing now is we're actually teaching a homeopathy and all about the kingdoms and the mayas and the constitutionals. And we're studying the different remedies and the different families of remedies. And in other words, the kingdoms. And then within each kingdom, the different families of remedies. And, and then from there, we're going to the miasms. And then we're talking about case taking. And we're going to be learning about all that. And it's, it's turning out to be a lot of fun. I told the group that we're working with now, I says, you guys are kind of my guinea pigs. Because I, I had this set up in my mind, but I hadn't put it on paper yet. I says, I taught a class about, um, t- uh, gosh, about 10 years ago. And I had a lot of fun with that. But that was in person. And so I had, I had all my, my typed papers. And I had my my videos that for case taking and, and it was, it was really a lot of fun, but this is different because it's online. And so you have to gear everything up to be online and I am not a computer person. So it's been a little bit difficult for me to take what I had done before and, and to put it up. And besides that, I had really long classes before I would, we had, our classes would be like an all day Saturday once a month before. And now I'm trying to cram it all into two hours and then I give homework. So it, but it is turning out to be a lot of fun. I have to admit, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I, I think the girls are enjoying it too. So, and they tell me they're learning a lot. So I'm really excited about it. So I just wanted to put that out there to folks in case you didn't know that we had these online webinar type classes and you can check it out. You can contact me through my assistant and just at info at homeopathyformommies.com and ask any questions you might have. So with that, I'm going to let you go, and I want to thank you so much for joining us. And don't forget to log in so that you can get your printable download of all these cough remedies because it's definitely worth knowing and understanding. All right, I'll let you go. May God bless you 
and yours. From the studio that brought you miracles from heaven and cloudy with the chance of meatballs comes a timeless tale about faith, friendship, and the importance of believing in yourself. Affirm Films and Sony Pictures Animations The Star arrives for the first time on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital with special bonus content features like Starioki where you sing along with Bo and friends. Visit the website for more resources for you and your family at thestarmovie.com. Also, be sure to engage with our special Faith All Year Round Children's Sermon Study from Devon Franklin discussing the themes of the film and how to keep the spirit of this inspiring story alive in us every day. Get your copy now. Go to thestarmovie.com today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.